0: And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee.
1: Today I want to talk about the communion. It's my hope that when we are done here today, you will never see communion the same way again. Amen? You'll never see communion the same way again. And not only that, we will begin to use communion for the purpose God gave it to us. If you mind, turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Let's read verse 23 to 30. I'll read it quickly. This is Paul telling us what Jesus told him. Mm -hmm. Praise the Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 11 verse 23 reads, For I have received of the Lord. Paul said, Who gave it to him? The Lord. That which I also delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus... Paul always called Jesus Lord. Anytime you see Lord in the in the epistles, he's referring to the Lord Jesus. Amen. Are you with me, Saints? So it behooves you and I, whenever we read the Bible and we come across the word Lord, always add Jesus. Is that all right? Because he is Lord, He is the King of Kings, and He is the Lord of Lords. Revelation 19 says, when he returns, he's going to have on He's going to have across his robe, a name King of Kings. And Lord of Lords. And he's doing that because when they crucified him. They had Jesus King of the Jews. Are you with me saints? No, no, no. He's not King of the Jews. He's King of Kings. And Lord. And when he's coming back everybody will know he's not only the King of Kings. The King of the Jews. He's not no King of the Jews. He's the possessor of the universe. He's than King of the Jews. Ah, glory be to God. So whenever you see his name. Hmm? Lord, can you just add Jesus? Lord Jesus. Anybody love the Lord Jesus? <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise So Paul said, I got it from the Lord. The same night in which he was betrayed, Paul said, that's when I got it. That's when I got it. The same night he was betrayed, he instituted the Lord's Supper. That's when I got it. Verse 24 says, and when he had given thanks, Jesus Jesus had given thanks, Jesus broke the bread and said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Jesus is saying whenever we partake of this right here, we are memorializing, memorializing, sorry, I'm talking too fast, memorializing what he did for us on the cross. Amen. I'm going to take my time. I have 25 minutes and that's what's driving me to speak so fast. So I'm, so I'm going to take it down a little bit. Is that all right?
0: <laughs>
1: so that's what Paul is saying. He said, do this in remembrance of me. Amen. He will not have told us to how often we should do it, but he said, do it. Amen. Because every time you do it, you tell the devil, you remind the devil you were defeated. That's what every time you do it, you say, Satan, look what happened to you. praise the lord that because the blood represents the one represents his blood that was spilled on the cross amen and his body was broken and bruised for us so every time we partake of the lunch table we're telling Satan look you are a defeated foe there is no power to you so Jesus said do it as often as you can amen then he said after the, the same manner also he took the cup of wine when he had supped he took a little from it this cup he said is the new testament in my blood he said look this blood, amen, this, this, this wine, amen, is my blood. It's going to ratify the new covenant. Amen. He said, in my, he said the, the new covenant is going to be ratified in my blood. Not in the blood of bulls and goats like it did. But in whose blood? In Jesus. That's why we began singing, the blood, the blood. Amen. We plead the blood. I have heard many people say, what does it mean to plead the blood? Why does it mean to plead the blood? Hey, brothers and sisters, there are many things in the Bible you're going to talk. The Bible never tells you and I to take a shower. But do we take a shower? And let me say that again. You know, I'm here in spiritual leaders talking about, what does it mean to plead the blood? Plead the blood. Plead the blood. The Bible, it's not in the Bible. No, the exact verbiage is not there, but we see the importance of the blood. And if you take your mouth and put on it, it, put on it it's going to have some power and effect. Amen. Sometimes we just got to be stuck, We have to stop being childish. And grow up. And try to work with people. Try to understand where they are. I can understand it was something against the Bible. If it's not in the Bible. But we have the blood right there. Jesus said the new covenant is going to be ratified in my blood. He says this do as often as you, as you drink it in remembrance of me. He said drink the wine. Amen. As often as you can and remind the devil he's a defeated fool. Yes. He said, eat the bread as often as you can. Remind the devil he's a defeated fool. Amen? I'm trying to finish because I have a little more. He said in verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shew. S-H-E-W. I'll explain what shoe means. The Lord's death till he what? Till he comes. You are telling the devil. It's the Lord's death that destroyed you. Amen. Broke your power. You got no power when it comes to the, the, um, the, the Lord's Supper. It's reminding him of his defeat. So every time we come here, we are saying, Satan, you are defeated. Mm-hmm. You are defeated. Yes, yes. Praise the Lord. It's a reminder to him. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily. That word unworth- unworthily means irreverently. It means what? Irreverently. It doesn't mean you don't have any sin. And I don't want to do like Jesus. Like he did in, like he did in John 8 verse 7. And he said. Which of you here. If you have no sin. Ray, stand up. The, J- Jesus told. I'm asking us. Amen. <laughs> Jesus. Jesus told the Israelites who wanted to stone the woman caught in adultery. He said, he who have no sin cast the first stone. So I'm asking you this morning. If you think unworthily means you don't have sin. Is there any who doesn't have any sin this morning if you don't stand up? Okay, so I get my answer then. You understand now unworthily doesn't mean sinless. It means Irreverently without respect. That's what it means. It says when you come here, don't come here drunk. That's what they used to do. When you come here, don't come here and bring unbelievers. Because unbelievers were part of the believers. And he said, even if unbelievers take this and they don't discern it, they will die. Are uh, you getting what I'm saying? Saying so it doesn't mean that you have it doesn't mean that you're sinless. No one is sinless. Well, I thought I would make that clear. The amen is not as, I I, I know you were taught otherwise, praise the Lord, but that's okay. So Jesus said, whosoever shall eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord unworthily shall be guilty of the body and blood of Jesus. But let a man or a woman, the word here man means a human being, examine him or herself. So let him eat of the bread and drink of that cup. And he said, for he that eateth and drinketh unworthily, there is the word again, without respect, no reverence for God, eateth and drinketh damnation to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. So if you eat and drink unworthily without respect, you are not discerning the Lord's body. And if you don't discern the Lord's body, that's what's going to happen to you. For this cause, the the word cause here means for not discerning the Lord's body, don't have any respect, Amen. Any respect, any reverence for the Lord for this cause, many are what? Weak and sickly among you, and many sleep. Many die. That's what he's saying. Praise the Lord. If you don't discern his body, if you don't if you come to his if you come to the Lord's Supper irreverently and you don't recognize, mean this is really the Lord's body. And the Lord's blood. Uh, Many people talk about transubstantiation. Pastor, is that really the body and blood of Jesus? I'm just following Jesus. Jesus said, this is my blood. He held a cup in his hands. And he said, this is my body. He held a piece of bread in his hands. I'm not going to say otherwise. Now, if you want to say otherwise, that's you. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm staying with the book. Amen. I'm going to say what Jesus said. Praise the Lord. So when you talk about transubstantiation, look, that is... it has to take somebody else to confuse you. The Bible is so simple, it has to take somebody else to confuse you. Somebody else has to help you get confused. It is simple, simple. People try to make so, this, you come to God with the heart of a child, amen. Now what I want to bring to your attention here is, is, is this right here. Um, Paul said, I got it from the Lord Jesus. And what I got from Jesus and giving it to you. The word shoe, I told you, S-H-E-W. Uh, verse um, can you bring verse 26 on the board? 26, please, on the screen. He said, For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do shoe. The word shoe means to preach. It means what to preach, to declare, make a solemn announcement by word of mouth. So anytime you come here. Every time we come here on the first Sunday, it is my desire for us to do it bi-weekly in the future. Let me say that. It is my desire for us to do it what? Bi-weekly in the future. I want to remind Satan, bi-weekly as a body, amen, as a body, that you are defeated. This, whenever you take this, the Bible says you shoot, you are preaching. You are telling the kingdom of darkness you are defeated. We know who you are. Jesus called your bluff. If I can put it this way. Amen? So that's what we are doing here. Now, Now I'll tell you this much. The first solemn announcement made about the communion was recorded for us in Genesis 14. I'm going to show you the, the, the title of this sermon is The Power of Discerning the Lord's Body. The Power of Discerning the Lord's Body. Amen? I want to show you when communion was introduced to us. Communion is not the New Testament Activity way before in the Old Testament, God introduced the concept of communion. Amen. In Genesis chapter, you got it. Chapter fourteen. Can you go to verse eighteen? Next, read verse eighteen to twenty. Genesis chapter fourteen. Amen. Jesus, Paul said, Jesus told him, "If you you take the bread, communion involves bread and wine. That's correct." That's what we just read in 1 Corinthians 11. Paul said communion involves bread and wine. Let's read here. And Melchizedek king of Salem brought forth bread and wine. What he brought forth? Bread and wine. Bread and of everything else. King Melchizedek. King of Salem. He met Abraham when Abraham came from a slaughter. I'll give you the background in a while. And the Bible says King Melchizedek. Amen. The king of Salem brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of whom? The most high God. The most high God here is El Elyon. The most, who what? The most high God. Can you go to verse 19? Verse 19 reads, And he blessed Abraham and said, Blessed be Abraham of the whom? The most high God is who? Possessor of all? So the most high God is what? Possessor of? So, the little real estate you and I buy, and we have a little title deed, is not ours. (laughs) I just want you to know that. Because when Jesus comes back, amen, he's coming back for what's his. The Bible says the earth is the Lord's. The earth is the Lord's. And the fullness, all the gold, the silver, the oil that's in the earth, that's God's. God put it there because he's a good God. Ah, glory be to Jesus. God, th- th- there is nothing like growing oil. Oh, there is no seed. You can plant and say, well, I know when I plant that seed, we are going to have. No. God is just that good. He just placed oil amen, in the earth in its raw form so you and I can get. Are you getting what I'm saying? He had you and I on mind. That is how good God is. He looked out for us. Amen. But notice he's not an enabler. He didn't just put it in its finished form. It's there in its raw form. And you have to put some work. By the way, if you didn't know work in Christendom. Well, let me not say that. Let me move on here. Glory be to Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. So he said, so Melchizedek, uh, uh, again we are told, uh, he blessed Abraham. He brought bread and wine. Can somebody say bread and wine? Amen. That's communion. The very first time communion was mentioned in the Old Testament. Now now listen, let's move on quickly. Verse 20, verse 20 says what? Verse 20, and blessed be, blessed be the most high God, and Melchizedek is still speaking, which have delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him what? Tithes of all. 450 years before the law was given to Moses on Mount Sinai. God <laughs> documented to us that Melchizedek met Abraham. Now when the Bible says Abraham gave him a tithe of all. Abraham, this is what happened. And let me give you a quick summary. In in Genesis chapter 14 verse 1. We are told there was a, a confederation of five kings. And a confederation of four kings. They began to fight one another. And the confederation of five kings captured the confederation of four kings. Well... One of the kings, one of the four kings was the king of Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham's nephew Lot lived in Sodom and Gomorrah. So somebody escaped. The king of Sodom fled. And somebody escaped and told Abraham, Abraham, the five kings took your son, took your nephew. And Abraham Abraham saddled up three hundred and eighteen men. Listen, three, he had, he was a clan leader. And he was responsible for almost a thousand people. Out of the thousand people, he had 318 trained men. The men had a small village. Talk about being rich. That's our spiritual father. Are you getting what I'm saying? The, and he took, you, you think about it. An army, five kings army come together. The armies of five kings. You, can you imagine the amount of men? That's, a lot. that's 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 more than a million men. Abraham had 318 men. And the Bible said Abraham did not even think. Will I win or not? Mm. You see when you have uh, the most high God. Yeah. <laughs> possessor of heaven and earth. Yeah. On your side. Nice. Anything is possible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He did not even think, will I win? No. You're a winner if God is on your side. When the enemy comes, that's why I'm telling you, since the enemy comes in and he rel- Now, back then, they fought physically. We are now, it's a spiritual warfare. And most of the fight is won through prison worship. That's why it breaks my heart, my heart when we come to praise and worship. And it's hard for some of us to praise and worship. And I understand that. I, I understand. But sometimes we got, to, we got to work ourselves out of that mentality. Amen? I guarantee you, try, try, try this. Try 60 days. Every day in our praise and worship. Just try it. See what will happen to your life. 60 days. you say, God, I've never done it. I'm going to try it. I heard pastor said it. I'm gonna try it. See what will happen to your life. Your life will change. The difficult things will get easy. The things that you've been praying over the years and begging, God, where are you? It'll just happen just like that. Because it's not God, it's you and I. The Bible says, God has given unto us all things that pertains to life and godliness. He hath past tense. And many of us asking, Where is this? Where is this? Where is that? God is saying you have a part to play in your deliverance. I need your praise because I only thrive on praise. I don't thrive on doubt and disbelief. Amen. Since God is not enabling people anymore. There is no more. There is no more pillar of fire in the sky. Like the Israelites had when they left Egypt. Am I talking too fast? There is no more pillar of fire. in In the sky leading anybody. There is no more pillar of cloud during the day. Leading anybody. There is no more ark of the covenant. God got rid of all of this and he moved in us. God is in us. We got to recognize. Tell somebody you got to recognize. Yeah, you got to recognize. God is where? In us. And the more you become fully persuaded of that truth. When you speak, things happen. You can change your environment at your job by speaking under the anointing and power of God. You, we do not know what we have. Oh God, I give you. You can, you can talk to sickness and disease. And tell it to leave your body now. Not tomorrow, now. In the name of El Elyon, Jesus Christ. You can't do that. When you're fully persuaded. Yeah, when you get to be like a lion and you had enough. Yeah, when you, uh, uh, you see, as long as you can tolerate the nonsense of the devil, you will. Let me say it in English. As long as you can tolerate <laughs> the nonsense of the devil, you will. Yeah, you will. But when you get ready and you realize that the inheritance of God, go to Ephesians 1.18. Ephesians 1.18, glory be to God. I... I know some of you say, "Well, he came to talk about um, uh, came to talk about communion." Just give me a second; I'll get back.
0: <laughs>
1: Paul says, "The eye." Paul is praying in Ephesians one. He said, "I pray that the eyes of your understanding will be enlightened." He's not asking God to give us anything we don't have. He's asking God to give us understanding of what we have. He said, Why? That you may know what is the hope of your calling. You may know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance. Where? In the sense. (laughs) Yeah, I thought I would pause so we could understand that. It's in the sense. Yeah, that's where it is. In the sense. In the sense, but most time, and that's why I tell you sometimes it takes a little time to get into the heart, it's always up there somewhere. You see, when you understand that you're no longer outer directed,
0: right.
1: your, your, your prayer changed, yes, the way you talk changed because you're no longer outer directed. You realize if anything's going to happen, it's going to start from inside here yes, right here. That's why about rivers of living water shall flow from not from out there, from in there. Rivers of living water talks about life flowing from you. So, 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 so. 450, 450 years before Melchizedek, uh, 450 years before the, the law was introduced. Mm-hmm. God introduced, Jesus introduced the communion. Melchizedek brought. Bread and wine. Of everything else. When Abraham came. Now when Abraham came from. He took 318 men. To go fight five kings. He overtook them by night. He took. he With God. That's why. That's why. That's why Melchizedek said to him. um, Melchizedek said to Abraham. It is God who. Can you go to verse 19. Verse 20. Notice what Melchizedek said to Abraham. You didn't win that fight by yourself. Which have delivered your enemies. Into thine hand. Melchizedek told Abraham. It is not you and your military prowess. Uh -uh. That brought your deliverance. Uh You got 318 men against a million men. It cannot be by might. It cannot be by power. It has to be by the spirit of God. And the high priest said to him, that is why your enemies were delivered. Abraham recovered a lot, and he took the spoils. The spoils. I'm talking about their gold, their silver, their horses, their carriages. Uh-huh. He took all of it, and the five, the five armies fled. Run from 318 men. And Abraham came back with to Sodom and Gomorrah loaded as a multi-millionaire. And then the very first thing he did was stopped. He, he went to Melchizedek to give what? A tithe, a, tithe, a tenth. You know, today, we, want, we still want to keep the, the, uh, the communion, but we have problems with the tithe. Right. God told us about both of them, 400. <laughs> you, you see, you see, we are selective. Oh, we'll take the communion. No, God put both of them in the same story. Are you with me, saints? So don't do one and forget the other. Right. Yeah. Amen? So, 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 n- n- now look at this right here. I want you to see this. The communion was introduced before the law. The law was given 450 years on Mount Sinai. Mm-hmm. But the Israelites never kept the communion. They kept the Passover. So it was changed from the communion to the Passover. Are you with me, sense? I'm coming, I'm getting to a point here. They took the Passover, they they enjoyed the Passover meal once a year. So instead of a communion, they started celebrating the Passover. On the night of the Passover, when they all get ready to leave Egypt, let me put it this way. On the night they all took communion, (laughs) glory be to God, when they were all ready to leave Egypt, The Bible records for us what happened. You got to see what the Bible says. Because as of today, when you take communion, your life will never be the same again. I heard Elder Brendan, my wife, praying the exact prayer. I needed to pray before service. They started professing healing. And favor. And I said, God, thank you for this sermon. Amen. Glory be to God. This is what the Bible says happened to these men. Uh, Every Israelite who left on the night they left. Lord, sorry, since I didn't go through my notes chronologically because of time. Praise the Lord. But bear with me. In Psalms 105, Psalms 105 tells us what happened to the Israelites on the night they all partook. Psalms 105, I'm trying to get to the verse here. It talks about not there was not one feeble knee amongst them. I'm trying to make a point here. Glory be to Jesus. Uh huh. You got it? Psalms 105, verse 37. Uh huh. This is David recounting what happened to the Israelites. And this is what David said. David said, right here verse 37. He said, he brought them forth. He's talking about God. He said, God brought the entire nation of Israel. Almost 3 million people. He brought them out with what? Silver and gold. God never forgot the labor. The free labor. Egypt took from them. God didn't forget them. Amen. So God paid them retroactively. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. He sure heard their cry. No, no, Some people will pay you retroactively. If you take it to God. If they steal from you. Nobody can steal from me. I say it every day. Nobody can steal from me. If they do the Bible says when a thief is caught. He has to pay seven times. If they do they have to pay seven times. Yeah God we give you praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what the word says. So there we go. So, and there was not one feeble person among their tribes. The night they took the Passover, the communion, mass healing took place. <laughs> feeble knees got straight, bad backs were straightened, headaches disappeared, knees were strengthened. All they did was took the communion. <laughs> I'm talking about. Listen, the blood of an animal. You hear me? The, the, mm. oh my God! Ooh, my my God. God. Oh my, God. Jesus. my God! I need you to understand what's going on here when you take the communion. Now, 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 up until I, I went, so you know what happened when they're about to leave. There was, there was what I call mass healing. There were millions of Israelites. And not one of them was sick. Just from eating the Passover meal. There was mass healing that night. That night. Just from obeying God. What eating the flesh of an animal has to do with healing? Nothing. When you obey God. And you discern his body. You reverence him. You got respect for him. And you do what he says. The power of God flows it does it flows effortlessly amen so so i want you to see this right here so up until jesus came they were still they were still celebrating the passover lamb that night in the upper room jesus turned it back my, 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 my. <laughs> Oh, Jesus, that night, Jesus did not celebrate the Passover. Israel was celebrating the Passover. But in the upper room, he changed it back to bread and wine. Hallelujah. So you and I can protect in the bread and wine and get the same results. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. 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 Are you with me? Get the same results Israel got when they had that night. Let me share with you brothers and sisters. If you take your medication three times a day. Take communion three times a day. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Let me say it again. Glory be to God. If you take medicine three times a day. Take communion three times a day. And stay with it. Don't just get bread. A piece of bread and juice. No. Go down in the store. In the. Wherever you can purchase it. What I'm saying. Get, put some time in it. Put some energy in it. And put some money in it. That's how you show respect. Reverend. oh my God! You don't just walk in your refrigerator. In your refrigerator, okay, I have a, a piece of steel bread there. Uh, <laughs> or you go in your bread pan. How long are the four, four days? But it's still good, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> you go downtown, amen, and you get yourself a good communion package. Because you th- it may cost you $30, $40. But it's all right. Because that's all part of showing reverence. So you take your medication three times a day, you take communion three times a day. And on the authority of God's word, give it 30 to 60 days. Healing will flow in your body. I said on the authority of God's word. Amen. I said on the what? Authority of God's word. Don't take more medication, then you take more communion. Let me say that again. Don't take more medication than you take what? More communion. Are you getting what I'm saying? This is what I'm saying. That The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20, 21, 22. For they who find God's word, it is... You, you, got, to see, you, you got to see that. You got to see it. Can you bring Proverbs 4, uh, verse 20 or 21? Yeah. 22, 22. Sorry about that. Or 21, 21. Yeah, yeah. For they... Verse 20, verse 21. Sorry, verse 21. It says, let not thine heart uh, for their life and and, and health to their flesh. Which verse is that? I made a mistake? It says, for they that find it, it is life to them and health to their flesh. 21? 22? 22? 422, yeah. For they are life. Thank you so much. For they are life. They're here talking about the word of God. The word of God spoken. The word of God I have in my hands. The Bible right here. The Bible says this is life. To those who find it. And what? Health. Health. The word health here means medicine. In the Greek. This means medication. Health to your flesh. The word of God. I didn't say that God said that God said that not me who said that God can we just agree with God just agree with God so, 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 so that is why I'm asking you brothers and sisters amen do not, do, do not take more medication than you take communion as of today and as of today, when you when you partake of the Lord's table, I want you to start believing God for your healing. You know what immediately, instantaneously, say God. Now I have a better understanding of what communion is. Thank you for opening my mind and giving me understanding. Thank you for this wonderful rite. Amen. Glory be to Jesus. So 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 notice, I said Jesus changed the Passover meal back to what Melchizedek introduced—bread and wine. Let me ask you, what is the process? Of changing what is the process bread has to go through before it becomes bread Uh-oh. yeah yeah I, I'm, I'm trying to show you something here what, 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 what is the process because I, I I have the process here it consists of a series of steps including mixing the ingredient uh-huh. kneading you have to uh-huh. you have to stretch that flour uh-huh. sometimes you got to pound that flour. You got to squeeze that flour. Am am, am I right about it? Then you got to cut that flour. And then you got to roll it nicely. huh? Over and over again. And then after you do that. You got to take that bread and put it where? In the oven. You got to heat that bread. Mm. And it takes a little time. Then after that. That's not all. You got to cut it to package it. You got to slice it. Are you with me? Ah, glory. I'm getting somewhere with that. That's what happened to Jesus' body. (laughs) Oh, glory be to Jesus. Are you with me? That's why Jesus said, I am the bread of life. Because I was squeezed and processed. I was curged so I could be properly served. Oh glory be to God! Are you with me? You, let, let me tell you when when you feel like when you start serving God and you feel like I'm bleeding, then you're serving God. Then you're being processed to be served properly. Oh glory be to God! Now you're turning into bread. Do you know why many of us God cannot use many of us to serve? We have not yet been fully processed. Mm, we haven't gone through the bread. Are you with me? How, how, how do we get wine? We got to take the grapes. And you got to walk on the grapes. And you got to stomp. Jesus got some good stomping and some good quiz. So if you feel like you're under pressure serving God, you've just been made into fine wine. That, that's all. <laughs> uh, glory be to God. Glory be. (laughs) Hallelujah. Don't you get from beneath that squeeze? That squeeze is good squeeze. Don't you get from beneath that? There has to be a a crossing. So the anointing can flow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want to serve God lightly. Because you'll have no power to affect your life. The communion has been processed. That is why it's going to bring forth healing when it goes in your body today. (laughs) Oh, glory be to Jesus. Oh, when you have been properly processed, wherever you go, wherever you go, you bring life. You bring healing. You change the atmosphere. People say, there is something different about you. Yes, because I've been crushed. I've been processed. I've been placed in the heat. And I came out without smoke. I am communion. So right in the Old Testament. Melchizedek is a type of Christ. You know that. Melchizedek is a type of Christ. Yes. Hebrews 7, 3. Let's read what was told about Melchizedek. This is, this is Paul commenting on Melchizedek. Ah. Uh-huh. Hebrews 7, he said, Melchizedek was without father. He was without mother. He was without descent. Descent means he had no genealogy. There was no recorded genealogy about him. He had, he had no beginning and he had no end. But made like unto what? The Son of God abideth a priest continually. Let me tell you, you are priest of God. My God, my God. Oh, first Peter 2.9 says that you are royal priesthood. You got Christ with your priest at your house. Take your communion. Amen. That's right. mm. Mm. What a word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, my God. Mm. Mm. Melchizedek. Is what we call a Christophany. That's the pre-incarnate, pre-incarnate appearance of Jesus Christ. You know angels can turn into human beings. Christ turned into a man. Melchizedek and visited Abraham our father of faith. And she introduced communion to us. Ah. <laughs> oh glory be to Jesus. To tell my people this is, the way, this is one of the ways out. God is such a wonderful God. He's given us numerous ways out. Yeah, to, for healing, you can take communion until you get healed. Or you can find a particular man of God or a woman of God. God tells you, take a gift to them. <laughs> can I share something a few sins? Don't you worry with the world. they all going to hell in a handbasket. And I'm not making any apologies for that. The Bible says there is one way. If you don't take that one way, I'm so sorry for you. Most people who are talking against our... our the, 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 um, The activities or the guidance God has given us, they are not saved. You can go through the Bible and you can see where people in the Bible took a seed. Money. There was a lady in the Old Testament. She perceived that Elijah was a man of God. And she told her husband, this is a man of God. And you know what she did? She went downtown to the planning department. And she got the drawings to add an extension to her house for the man of God. So she paid for the drawings. At, she paid for the drawings. Are you with me? So she paid the architect for the drawings. Then she paid the, 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 the civil engineer and the construction engineer to build. Oh, my. An addition to a to a house for the man of God. She placed the bed in there, some water, so that when the man of God passes by, uh huh, he'll have a place to rest. My God. Uh, and he'll have he'll have what I call a little alof. A little alof, that right? Downtown the hotel. Oh, yes, yeah. yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. Ale-off, I know you. Glory huh? be- <laughs> Can I give a little joke right there? Can I give a little joke? I was my friend and I were talking. He said, he said, uh, I said, are you gonna stay downtown Alof? He said, no, I'm gonna stay at the aloof. I said aloof. (laughs) And he's insisting, I said, okay, stay at the aloof. If you (laughs) Anyhow It's the Alof, right? So (laughs) I forgot what I was gonna say. I laughed. Right. So, so she invested her money. All the while in her heart she wanted a child. She wanted a child. Are you with me? The Bible never told her she prayed and fasted. Never. But she perceived that if she takes her money. And invest it to promote the cause of God. Maybe just maybe she will get a way out. And the man of God, she went to Elijah. Elijah would come, sit in the house, sleep, and then go on his way. And one day, Elijah came out. And he said, tell her what she wants. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. She hasn't said what she wanted. She hasn't told the man of God. But God placed it on his heart to ask her what she wanted. You see many people talking about don't use your money for God. Don't use your money. Don't you worry with them sins. I tell you all of them they're going to hell in a handbasket. Let us stay with God. You hear me? Stay with God. Stay with the Bible. You need results. I need results. Are you with me? We need to do what people in the Bible did. So the lady you know what she did? She told the man of God don't you play with me. Because she's wanted something for the longest while. She said and the man of God said No. Tell me. And she said, I've always wanted a boy. Always wanted a baby. And the man of God said, by this time next year. (laughs) She never prayed. She never fasted. I'm not saying praying and fasting. Listen to me. I'm not saying praying and fasting is not good. I'm just trying to show you how people in the Bible have used their money. The world is telling us don't. But we see in the Bible where God said do it because he'll honor it. Amen. So, so, so what she did? The next year, she got pregnant, brought forth a wonderful boy. That's what I'm telling you. Let's stay with God's word. Stay with the word. Stay with the Bible. So, I'm going to bring it to a close. So, Melchizedek, amen. We said it's a type of Jesus. Jesus changed the Passover to the communion. And then he told Paul, Tell the church to do it as often as they can. Because when you do it, you show the Lord's death. And yeah, yeah, that's what you do. When you do it, it's like preaching. Amen. But do it with discernment. Don't do it irreverently. Because if you do it, so this is this is what I want to share with you. If you do it irreverently, many are going to get weak, no sick, weak, and sleep and die. If you do it reverently, you're gonna get strong, healed, and live forever. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? Are you, if you do it reverently, it's going to change everything around. Uh, so that's what I'm saying, brothers and sisters, as of today. Oh, thank you, Lord. This is what God said to me to tell you. His body was broken, so yours can be put back together. Ah. God, I give you praise. I heard that loud. His body was broken. This is my body. Broken for you. Today, when you take this communion, say, God, my body is getting better. My healing is flowing through. God, I thank you. Glory be to God. I'm all right now. What sickness? What disease? Glory be to God. And tomorrow, find yourself in a bookstore somewhere. Where they sell communion. Praise the Lord. Get yourself a good. Get a hundred. A hundred dollars worth. Well a hundred package worth. Whatever it is. Amen. However. Wherever it is. Amen. You are resourceful. You know where to get it. And from there on start taking it. If you take your medication three times a day. You take it three times a day. And you say Father I thank you.
0: And I praise you.